Hey everyone, this is Mark. And this is Katie. And this is for such a time as this. I'm very excited about this week's topic. Uh, amidst all the um, violence and suffering that our world is experiencing right now, I think it's a easy climate for people to lose hope and have their faith tested. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I think it's a good time to kind of review some of the basics uh, on which our the foundation of our faith is, is built because um, I, I think we really are being stretched in some ways to believe that there is a God who loves us that is guiding all these events um, and working with our flaws to bring about some good and we're just needing to patiently see that so we wanted to kind of talk about the foundation of that all and just our reasons for believing in God a lot of our previous topics have come from the perspective of ourselves and our audience being believers and kind of taking that for granted but I think it's important to kind of wrestle with that question and I think with this um, episode we're gonna we're gonna use reason as well as um, scripture because Jesus Christ uh, God made man is referred to as the word or in the Greek the logos in the first chapter of the Gospel of John and the logos was the governing kind of wisdom of the universe and so given that backdrop I think you know the Holy Spirit working through John the gospel writer is giving us permission to kind of meet God in our intellect that he created and to understand and that we may love him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and kind of the verse that was a little bit of a catalyst for us in this topic was first Peter three fifteen, and he wrote always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who calls you to account for the hope that is in you yet do it with gentleness and reverence Um, You know, a lot of times we believe because our parents believed, or we believe because our friends believed, or we believed because that was just what we do, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, We go to church on Sundays, we go to catechism class, we, you know, it just, it doesn't always become personal until maybe way later in life, if Mm -hmm. it does. And so... um, what Peter, what Peter's asking us to do is, is to really kind of be ready to, to wrestle with these questions of does God exist? Okay. If he exists, then what? And did Jesus rise from the dead? Okay. If he rose from the dead, then what? And, and for me, the purpose of that is, is to share it with those who are also wrestling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'll, and, and what he's also saying is that we should have that hope within us that comes out of belief in the resurrection mm-hmm. should be evident to other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, they should be able to see it in us yeah. and then we should be ready to give this defense. And I think too, you never know what situation you'll be called upon to share your faith. And so I've, mm-hmm. I've heard it recommended like to always have sort of an elevator pitch, two minute conversion story ready. But I think in some ways, you know, thinking about some of the arguments and some of the, just the thoughts that we propose today, maybe have your own, you know, couple reasons that are strong convictions mm-hmm. um, that you have for believing in a loving God. Mm-hmm. And something that struck me in that that verse was just the word reverence. You know, we're gonna we're gonna use our intellect, but we're gonna realize that God is beyond our understanding, as Saint Augustine s- said. If we can understand God, he's, he's not much of a God. 
And so we have to be very reverent. And I'm thinking about like Moses approaching the burning bush, you know, and God mm -hmm. saying, mm -hmm. my name is I am who I am. You know, I, I, you can't understand. It's a name, but it's not really a name. It's beyond you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just knowing that there are certain things we can come to by reason as far as um, our understanding of God goes, but also that he is infinitely beyond us and mm -hmm. we can't possibly fully understand him and maybe part of the reason that so many people lack faith is um not not that they can't understand that him but it's that they think they do understand mm. and they, they reject what they understand right they almost have like a a too simplistic version of you mm -hmm. know this is what god is and if that's really God, I, I don't want I that. I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think that another big reason that we kind of this topic was on our hearts was recently there was a Christian music artist who came came out in social media as saying, you know, he said that he no longer believed in God. He was very respectful. He had a, a long post of the reasons and how he came to this decision. But I was just struck with, it felt to me like he had never been allowed to voice his doubt. Mm. And he talked about how as he started to question, as he started to wrestle with this, he was in big, deep depression. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, like, was he never... It just reminded me of how we need to bring everything to light, mm -hmm. all of our doubts, all of our worries, all of our fears. They need to be brought to light because Satan wants us to keep them in the darkness. Mm -hmm. He wants us not to talk about them. He wants us to isolate. He wants us to feel shame for our doubts. He wants us to feel like um, we can't, you know, that, that we, there must be something wrong with us that we doubt. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, to bring that to light and to talk with other people who, you know, can give us understanding, give us gentleness and reverence, mm -hmm. as St. Peter says, um, and help us to come to a fuller understanding of what we can know of God. Yeah. And, and I mean, if we do doubt from time to time, we're in good company. You look at the apostles, <laughs> you look at Thomas, yeah. you look at Peter, yeah. um, even, you know, James and John bickering and arguing and thinking they understand what the kingdom of, of Jesus is going to be like and wanting a place of prominence. And it's just, yeah, I mean, they wrestled with understanding too mm -hmm. and, and they turned out okay. So, mm -hmm. um, so I think that we you talked you had mentioned to me any the the two questions of does oh that, yeah that so I had heard on a, another podcast Bishop Barron's podcast he had um, been discussing kind of the two fundamental questions of, of Christianity and what was interesting is you know a lot of times with faith with religion and, and other beliefs we feel like it's it's just kind of a, an opinion it's subjective reality mm -hmm. and he said you know really it's an objective truth either there's a right there's a, there is a right and a wrong answer either god exists yes or no and then at the heart of christianity um a step further from that is did jesus rise from the dead yes or no like that's the foundation that's the simplest form of everything and mm -hmm. so you know we're kind of tackling that first one of is god real yes or no and i feel like there's there's a famous argument from um Pascal, the great mathematician mm -hmm. called Pascal's Wager. 
and it's a pretty simple argument but it's it's powerful um and it's it's taking this view of you know is it is it more beneficial in terms of what we gain and what we lose to believe in god or not believe in god so um, the way he breaks it down is either we believe in god and god is real in which case you know if we believe in god and follow his teachings to the best of our ability and, and through god's mercy we gain everything we gain heaven and eternal happiness and joy if we believe in god and there is no heaven and there's just nothing after this life we we die and we become part of the earth again if we don't believe in but god we don't lose anything we don't lose anything well i'm we getting I'm getting to that so <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> if we if we don't believe in god and he does exist and we die we could lose everything we could lose heaven and we can you know be distant from god separated from him and all goodness and on the flip side if we don't believe in god and and nothing he doesn't exist heaven doesn't exist then we're really you know most people might argue well maybe you've given a lot of time to going to mass or trying to do good christian things throughout this lifetime um but beyond death like you wouldn't know that you were wrong you'd be in the same spot if god didn't exist if you believed or didn't believe so you really wouldn't lose anything either way if there was no god however on the flip side if there is a god either you gain everything or lose everything so it just it makes sense on a most basic level to put your money on on god and his mm -hmm. existence mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i actually had um i was talking we were talking in bible study recently about um this basically this topic and one of my friends brought brought up pascal's wager and she said you know it just makes sense if you know if it's true then you, this is the only way to live right because yeah um i think too and and the bible even says in in saint paul's letter to the romans he wrote uh, this is chapter 1 verse 20 Ever since the creation of the world, his invisible nature, namely his eternal power and deity, has been clearly perceived in the things that have been made. So he's saying, you know, this is, yes, scripture's inspired word of God. So we're bringing in scripture, but but it's, it's a scriptural argument that basically says we can understand that God exists with or without it, mm -hmm. <laughs> with or without scripture. He's saying from all creation, you know, it's evident in the world that there is an eternal power, there is an eternal deity that we can see in the things that have been made. Mm -hmm. It's hard for the creator not to leave some sort of mark of himself, and especially, you know, God providing all life. Any study of any kind of discipline, um, whether it be science or anything else, is gonna lead back to God. And it's just that, like you were saying earlier, we have that natural reason and then faith takes us beyond that. So it's like, you know, our faith takes us into realms of understanding that are deeper than our reason, but it builds off of that. It goes with that. Mm -hmm. And we see kind of a fuller picture than if we just studied science. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we can come to see, even just with the fat powers of our mind, that there must be something bigger out there. And I think that leads well into the five proofs oh, of yeah. thomas aquinas mm -hmm. so thomas aquinas put forth these proofs um in the middle ages of god's existence and they're not necessarily um airtight arguments 
as we would say, like a mathematical proof is, but it's more of a, a convincing argument. And he has five different perspectives, and we're, we're each going to share one. But I thought, Katie, if you share yours first, that go, really goes hand in hand mm -hmm. with what mm -hmm. we were just discussing. Yeah. And what's interesting about his five proofs is a lot of them he took from Aristotle, too. Mm -hmm. So even more ancient than Jesus himself, you know, these proofs come. Aristotle, who a lot of people kind of see as the first scientist, mm -hmm. a lot of his mm -hmm. insights were from studying nature and biology. So what, for me, the proof, and you can, we're not going to go into every single one, but we're just going to talk, each talk about one. So you can Google these. Um, but for me, the proof that makes the most sense, and for me is kind of the easiest to understand, is the argument of a first cause. And basically, it's that we all come from something. Everything comes from something. And you can trace it back and back and back and back and back. But eventually, there has to be a first thing. So if you um, even go back into the creation of the universe, like um, one of the popular um, theories about there about the creation of the universe is the Big Bang theory, which was you know um, conceptualized Catholic. by a Catholic priest. Mm -hmm. um, but one of those, so if you think about that, that there there were these particles that you know collided and a bang came and then the universe expanded from that there's something that made those particles there there's something that sparked that collision right. there's something that started it all and so you know you can only go back so far there has to be a first cause there has to be a first mover which is another proof <laughs> that first right. movement and I have a friend who told me he fell away from the church because of science and because of kind of these new atheists, you know, Richard Dawkins and, and some of these other, you know, scientific minds. But he said, in the end, science is really what brought me back. And there's so many people, even current day in the science community, Francis Collins, who worked on the Human Genome Project, comes to mind um, that just the closer and, and they are to understanding on a deeper level, the more that it just makes sense that there's somebody guiding mm -hmm. creation to where mm -hmm. it has, has come now. There's there's just so little um, chance that these things would have worked out. Yeah. And some things, you know, they develop, but they don't have a reason on their own. Mm -hmm. They <laughs> they only make sense if, if somebody's looking at the end product and, and so to mm -hmm. speak. I remember a, a biology teacher in high school explaining that to me and, and some of that evolution where evolution is predicated upon you evolve to, to useful things but there are certain steps in evolution in certain species where you know this evolution doesn't make sense on its own it just makes sense as a building block for something else that's going to help as a whole mm -hmm. so i thought that's that was fascinating yeah that is fascinating and i think too like i studied biochemistry in college and if you like look into the processes that go on inside of a living body on the molecular level it's so intricate mm -hmm. and so beautiful and just the way it works and it's you know it's atoms the processes in our body is you know it's atoms and so just to think that like you know on a on a I can't think of the word. 
<laughs> on a macro level, here we are, these human bodies working, but on the inside of our bodies, you know, atoms are interacting and that's what's causing us to live and breathe and talk. Mm-hmm. And, um, and just for me, the intricacy of it all, mm-hmm. as, as a person who studied science um, and, and saw that, it's just like, how could you see the intricacy and not believe that there was, you know, something that designed yeah. it? And that reverence. And yeah, if yeah, I, it if really I survey is the awe. skies and I, I look upon the ground, where can I go and, and not encounter you, God? Yeah, yeah. Something else that I, um, a while back, it was a long time ago, I watched, I think it was on Netflix, it was like the History Channel's History of Mankind or his, History of the World, and it wasn't that great. But the first. <laughs> First, maybe 20 minutes of it were just the very, the formation of the universe and the formation of the earth. And it was actually so fascinating mm-hmm. because it was that, like, all of the things that had to fall into place mm-hmm. to to tilt the world on the, on its axis. So now we have seasons right. to um, create the moon, which part of that belief, there's a belief there, you know, we're not entirely sure what happened, but that, like, a meteorite... A meteor collided with the Earth, which tilted on the axis on its axis, which the debris of which created the moon. You know, there's there's mm. just this so so it's just beautiful to think like all of this stuff um, just ha- worked out so perfectly, and to not believe that there's a guiding hand in well, that. And what's funny about that sometimes? Okay, I was I was about to ask you, what about aliens? Do you believe in aliens? Me? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Well, and I, I was going to say, people always say, you know, what makes us think that we're so special? Like, we're the only life out there. And I'm like, well, just what you just said. We are special. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a yeah. lot of care and planning that, that went into, into it. Yeah. yeah. And and for me, um, I, I like the argument of perfection from St. Thomas Aquinas. And it's this thought that we have these ways of speaking about things. Things are better. They're, you know, more beautiful. They are, um, you know, good. Well, what's that based on? Is it based on some kind of perf... It has to be some kind of perfect uh, criteria that we measure everything else on. And we don't have that in our, in our creation because, you know, all mankind, we don't have, besides Jesus who became man, we don't have that perfect man um, to measure against, we don't. Everything in our created universe is finite and is passing away. And you know, we, we try and build something as as well as we can do something. There's always going to be imperfections in it in this lifetime, and so there has to be something outside of us that is is the basis of it is perfection mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. And like we have this idea. Yeah, and and similar to that, and this is this is kind of going on a different tangent, but C.S. Lewis in, in Mere Christianity talks about this desire we have for the eternal, to live forever. And he says every other desire that the human person has, you know, we have a desire for food. And there's food. We have a desire <laughs> for sleep, and such a thing exists, and, and for water, and all these different things. This would be the only desire that we have, that there wouldn't be some sort of culmination. Mm. And so, I mean, I think that kind of goes hand in hand. Like, there's just this connection that we all have for something beyond ourselves something greater than ourselves and i think even in ancient cultures you know there's a belief in some sort of spirit or or god that's beyond us that created us 
and kind of the differences are mostly what's the nature of that God? Mm -hmm. And that's where Judaism and Christianity kind of distinguish themselves. Mm -hmm. Which kind of reminds me a little bit of one of the other proofs too, of of like that, that argument that there's a purpose, there's an end Mm -hmm. there's, you know, and it's, you know, we, we, this question, the question of what is the meaning of life is thrown out all the time. And just the fact that we would even have a question of what is the meaning of life, you know, it's that desire to have purpose there. We feel this need for purpose. And if we have a need for purpose, there must, you know, there must be, there must be a creator with some sort of purpose that he's Mm -hmm. placed in our hearts and that we're working towards. Yeah. And it's interesting because, um, Carl Jung, talked about kind of this universal understanding amongst mankind in his psychology. And it's like, well, where does that come from? Where, you know, it has to be a common creator and it's not probably going to be, you know, and he talked a lot about like archetypes and certain symbols that are pretty universal to people. Well, you know, especially from an intellectual standpoint, I mean, I, I don't know how that gets in everybody's mind if it's not, them sharing in some kind of yeah. intelligent being from I the mean, get-go right now you know this cries for justice which is so necessary and needed we need to have justice in our world we need to have um racial justice for sure but where does that sense of justice come from yeah if and, we don't have this ultimate justice guiding us to it and going back to pascal's wager you know if, if there is no God and we, we live a life uh, according to Christian principles, is that really such a bad way to live? <laughs> Trying to... Exactly, yeah. Sacrifice and be united to others through loving service and living in community with one another and seeing everybody as having a common father and origin and just mm-hmm. being able to live by this high moral code of justice and goodness... I don't see a problem with that. That seems to me, I mean, if you look at all the other ways of life and all the other philosophies that I've come across, it seems like the most fulfilling that Mm -hmm. you can come across Mm -hmm. in the very least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, that's just a little bit of our kind of, kind of talk of how we can come to know that answer to does God exist? Yes or no? Like, even without necessarily looking in scripture, relying on the revelation that he's given us, you know, there's kind of, we've, he's given us this beautiful mind that can think about these things. And like we said, you can't understand it all. We can't possibly understand it all. Our our minds are tiny compared to the infinite God, Mm -hmm. but, um, there's that, but there's also just the experience, you know, we have, we can answer that objective question, but we also, have had experiences of God. And I think um, we're all probably in different places on what kind of experiences we've had. But we just wanted to share a little bit about about that, about that subjective experience that we've had as well. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, kind of going back to just this idea that there's a greater um, loving personal being directing things. I mean, there's moments in my life where I felt like, you know, could this get any worse? And then all of a sudden it just, it clicked together and it just made everything before led to it. And we talked about this with suffering before, mm-hmm. but just those moments where it's, it's such a personal thing. It's almost like somebody thinks of you and buys you the perfect gift. It's not just a random coincidence. Mm-hmm. And you just, 
it's it's a knowing of the heart so to speak it's not a knowing of the mind it's a knowing of the heart where it just mm-hmm. it feels like there's something more and we kind of feel this with one another sometimes we get outside of ourselves in a sense when we connect with friends and family and we just have those those beautiful moments where it's almost it reminds me of where two or more are gathered where we we just have that experience of god being in our presence too and joining us and sharing in that it's just it's a, it's an awe-inspiring thing and i think i'm hoping people just resonate with this because i'm right now i'm kind of stumbling at a, at a loss for words but it's hard to describe yeah. i know i know i was trying to think about you know my subjective experience And I think that what happens is I'm very feelings-based. And so if I'm struggling with doubt, um, I go on what I'm feeling. And if I'm feeling doubtful, I'm like, well, you know, does God exist? Or um, is this this real? Is this right? And um, when you go on just your feelings, you know, that, again, we've talked about that true. It, It leads to some troublesome things, but, um, you have to, it's almost like St. Ignatius. He talks about in the discernment of spirits, he talks about how in those moments of desolation, what we're, what we need to do is remember the Mm. moments of consolation. We need to have those on our memory. And that's why it's good to write these things down, write these experiences down so we can go back to them or tell other people about it or, you know, whatever, that's what we do at Mass. I mean, we, we read from the Old Testament and we hear how God delivered the Egypt, mm. the, the Israelites from the Egyptians. Yeah, it's a remembrance. Right. Doing this in remembrance of me. That's true. Yeah. And so I think for me, it's just when I go back to it, what I come back to is just, you know, those times, even just in personal prayer of just feeling his presence, of feeling God's mm. presence, of Jesus's presence, of the Holy Spirit within me. But also just the movements, the little things that he's called me to do um, that have led to some beautiful fruit. Mm, or Those um, Holy Spirit moments where like you yeah. put yourself out there and it doesn't make sense to or it doesn't make sense to say this to this person, but mm-hmm. it, there's a reason for it. Yeah, yeah. When, you know, that time you might think of a friend and text your friend and they're like, oh, you don't even know how much that meant to me mm-hmm. to, to hear your voice or to have you say that to me. And um, to know you're thinking of me or whatever. And so there's just those little ways. And I um, am a firm believer of nope, there's no consequence. There's no coincidences. Right. Me. There's no coincidences in life. And, you know, he is moving through all of the little things, all of the little ways. And I just think there's so many small miracles that he's placed in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we have big miracles too. We have our babies. But <laughs> we have... Yeah. Um, just, just little ways that he's come through for us. You know, we've, we've been through a ringer financially and mental health wise and spiritually career rise and, and just knowing that he has come through. Um, and it's one of those ways that faith is not just a belief in God, but it's also a trust in him. Right. And for me, you know, I, I marvel at people. You know, every once in a while, I'll, I'll get clients that come in that don't have any faith background. And I just marvel at where they get their meaning and their hope from. Because a lot of things, like I said, to start, can get you down in this world. There's a lot of evil that we experience. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and to have that hope. And I don't think it's necessarily something that is is difficult to kind of conjure up in your own life. And so that's something I'd like to challenge everybody to take some time, take 10 minutes and just think, make a list, jot down some ideas of ways that you've been blessed where you really did feel God's mm-hmm. presence in your life. Yeah. And then kind of make a little list, maybe put it in your, your purse, in your car, um, on the fridge, and just kind of remember. Yeah, because, um, you know, recently we were talking about the ways we change our, our, we change our brains, mm-hmm. and repetition is yeah. one of them. You know, and the things we focus on. And the things we focus on. And so, you know, if we are remembering and focusing... And looking grow, for those blessings. And... Um, we're going to see him. Yeah. Yeah. And in the, um, the book of the letter of Romans and, um, I'm reading it with my Bible study. And so it's kind of on my mind right now, but you know, he talks about faith for faith, how, you know, through faith we grow in faith. And I think that's one of the ways is, Mm. you know, remembering the ways that God has blessed us, remembering the things that he's done in our life will in turn grow our faith as well. Right. It just is a big cycle of... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think too, for me, I always... One of the things that I think of when maybe I'm struggling with doubt is the miracles that have occurred in the world, miraculous Mm. healings and um, things that I've maybe not experienced firsthand, but I know people who have experienced in the firsthand people who I know are not lying, you know? And so there are things that like, okay, like they saw a miracle before their own eyes. And that's completely not, even possible, you know, yeah, absolutely supernatural. And so just that, that kind of helps my faith too. And sometimes just hearing the stories of, you know, modern day martyrs and saints mm. and just the trials that they go through in order, like there's something supernatural about the strength they're given in order to face death and persecution, you know, head on. Mm-hmm. Thinking about like Maximilian Kolbe or even like Dietrich Bonhoeffer and just, you know, being able to be courageous amidst times of great suffering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which really, if you go back to the first apostles, I mean, that that second question of faith, do, did, Jesus, did Jesus rise? You know, their witness, their deaths kind of give witness to, you know, we have Peter who denied Jesus before the crucifixion. And then after Pentecost, you know, preached the gospel and eventually was killed for it. And so it's like he was afraid, but then he encountered the risen Lord and received the Holy Spirit within him. Mm -hmm. And so to know that change, to see that change in him and their witness is in itself a a little proof (laughs) of the resurrection. Yeah. That they had that strength. I got a question for you. Okay. So now that things are starting to open up locally what is what is the store or restaurant or thing that you have not been able to do during quarantine that you are most looking forward to i want to go to ikea oh, right <laughs> right you know this <laughs> i do i do well for our listeners to get to know yeah, you we, yeah. we didn't grab our cards yeah, we are we in our, recording we studio b which is our our bedroom as the kids have pitched a tent and are camping out in our living room um, as a fun <laughs> little thing to do fun little yeah um, um for me, it would be the Draftcade. I have a group on to this uh, bar that has old 
old-fashioned, well, from when we were kids, arcade video games. And so I've been looking forward to that as a date night, and I think they're going to open in another week or yeah, later this month. Too, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, you know, with Ikea, I just, I had um, had a suggestion to get some organization in the boys' room. And this was way back when this first started in March. And um, specifically for Legos. Yes, yes, because we have a lot of Legos. There's... And we're in need of some better organization. And so I planned it all out. I did the measurements and I got, I know exactly what I need. And I haven't Just been able can't to get, get it, it yet. Can't get <laughs> because, to it. Yeah, so I, um, I'm really excited to go to Ikea. There's a lot of things. It's the little things. It, it is. is. Yeah. The little blessings in life. Yeah. All right. Would you mind closing us in prayer? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Do that. Come Holy Spirit. Father, creator of the universe. You created all things. You are so good. You created this beautiful world. Um, you put truth and goodness and beauty into it so that we could see these things and marvel and awe and be in awe of you who created it all just for us. Um, we just want to give you thanks for that. You are so good. Thank you. We also just ask you for the grace to increase our faith in you, increase our trust in you. Help us to know that in all things, you will bring good out of it for all of us. And um, help us to just choose you, to keep choosing you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 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 Yeah. Well, thanks, guys, for listening to our little conversation. And we hope that it edified you a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, yeah. Don't so. be afraid to wrestle with these questions, have someone to talk to about it. And prepare a, a reason for your, your faith. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and your belief. As St. Peter called us to do. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Take mm -hmm. care. Be safe. Bye. Bye.